Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast show, everyone. This show is created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. So I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company that's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth through through online support services. So you can check that out at ssonlinesupport.com. So today, as you know, you know, my podcast, I love to share practical tips, business building strategies. I love to talk to other entrepreneurs and get their success stories. Um, and today I'm really excited about um, having a special guest, um, Samir, and uh, he is CEO and co-founder of Oozel Systems and Social Champ. And uh, we'll definitely get into Social Champ. It's my new favorite thing. Um, so he is a self-professed geek, not me saying that, <laughs> having technical expertise in developing cross-platform web apps. Um, he's spoken to many universities on how they started up and lessons that they learned in their entrepreneurial journey. They've also conducted technical workshops on behalf of um, Nokia, Microsoft, uh, he was even a Nokia developer champion, Microsoft certified professional uh, and specialist, Microsoft community speaker and former Microsoft student partner. Um, so, I mean, ton of techie background, obviously. Um, and oddly enough, you wouldn't think this person would cl jump cliffs into the ocean or snorkel or hike on mountains uh, 13,000 feet above Air, uh, ground level. I think that's crazy. So we'll definitely have to get into that some here. Um, so welcome to my podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, so yeah, so just for everyone who knows, um, Samir and I met at Social Media Marketing World. Um, gosh, I guess it's been a month now, eh, Samir? Yes. Yeah, and um, we were in um, Guy Kawasaki's um, keynote or, or his, his workshop session and um, you know obviously talking about social media and stuff and you mentioned Samir and social champ and a new alternative for those using Hootsuite and pre-scheduling uh, social media so it piqued my interest so I um, you know wanted to meet Samir after the episode and connect and having him on the show I've since of course logged in and started using social champ um, so why don't we start with kind of finding about your background and where you started and, and what your journey's been over the past number of years? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, we started by the company called Odal Systems. And, you know, we started that in the university. Uh, we, tried to do, we tried to do freelance stuff. We made, product, we made products for people. You know, we earned some revenue. We bootstrapped from the start. And we did that for a year. And after that, you know, we still do it. And then we started investing in our products. So after that, our first product, you know, first flagship product was Reminds app. We launched that product 
uh, and you know it did very good in the market. Then the idea came for Social Champ, and it's, Social Champ is just by an accident, you know. Oh, really? I never wanted, really? Yes, I never wanted it to be commercial, to be a competitor to Hootsuite or Buffer. Uh, you know, it just was. You know, when I got into this Ozil systems, you know, and doing projects, you know, doing all the techie stuff, you know, arranging projects, you know, I got really busy doing that stuff, and I was totally invisible on social media. I used to go late, you know, I used to go late at night on Twitter, actually, uh, at, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. in the night, and I used to tweet about stuff which nobody read, you know. And, <laughs> no one you know, else when I, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, nobody, you know. And, you know, I had no engagement. Nobody knew what I was doing. So, you know, I, I so my strategy changed, you know. My strategy changed that, you know, so I used to go at 2 or 3 PM in the on Twitter, and I I used to see that who is online on Twitter, who is mm-hmm. tweeting right now, you know, and then when I when I found the person who actually followed me and he's online and he's tweeting, I used to delete my previous tweet myself and used to retweet it, so that that person could see that tweet. You know? Oh, and okay. Yeah, so so this strategy, you know, it really worked. You know, I got engagement. You know, lots of people started talking about my stuff, and uh, when I read the book. Uh, the Art of Social Media by mm-hmm. Guy Kawasaki and Texas Patrick. And when they told about the art of repeating, you can repeat your tweets multiple times. And that's when I said, you know, what I do, people also suggest. So there is something to it. And then I, then I told my friend, you know, we were actually working on Reminds app at that time. So I told my friend, you know, was my co-founder that, so hey, I told him that, you know, let's, I want you to make this stuff for me. You know, you handle the back end, I'll handle the front end. We both can spend our weekends on it. And I just want it for myself so yeah. that I could, you know, before hitting bed, you know, before and before early in the morning, I could schedule stuff. I could repeat it multiple times. And, you know, I could just relax, you know, people would see me. <laughs> Have more free time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and people would know what I'm doing. So, you know, so he said, okay. And my birthday was coming, uh, you know, one month after, what I told to him. So he told me that, you know, he's going to gift me this thing on my birthday. And I was like, okay, that's too late, but you know, we have to do it before that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, we worked, uh, I think for a month we worked on it and we got it before we got it really before my birthday and I could use it. I was really happy that it's working. And at that time we didn't delete the previous tweet. You know, we just kept replicas of it. You know, we didn't knew we should be doing it. And, uh, you know, one day, actually one night, you know, uh, Guy Kawasaki tweeted something about his book, The Art of Start. I replied to that tweet and told him that, you know, I have this, uh, I, I have this web platform coming and you should really try it out. It's based on the art of repeating that you have told about in the book. And he replied to me, you know, he replied to my tweet that, you know, does it repeat, does it delete the previous tweet and does it you know, handle images, you know. And I was like, oh my God, he replies to me. The guy, I just couldn't sleep, you know. It was like 3 <laughs> or 4 a.m. in Pakistan. And in the U.S., it's kind of like 3 or 4 p.m. in the night, in the, in the evening, yeah. right? So I was like, oh my God, it's like Adderley in Russia, you know. I can't sleep now. I have to just reply to him, you know. Then I figured out that, you know, I should be deleting the previous tweet. So I, I you know, told my co-founder that we should be doing it. And we did that. I tweeted guy, you know, 
but I think he was too busy in response. So I emailed him, you know, <laughs> I emailed him and he said, good, he could try it out. And he asked me that if he could try it out or not. So he actually, you know, tried it out. And by that time, you know, I, the idea was there. I was using it myself. I didn't purchase a domain. I didn't think of any name. So I just randomly had a link, like a, like free link, you know, that you have on, on websites. Yeah. I had that link. And I shared that link with a magazine in Pakistan called Tech Juice. So I shared that link to them and told them, you know, this is the thing that I'm doing and it really works for me. If you want, you could try it also. Uh, they tried it out, you know, and they really loved it. They told me that, you know, even if I close this, if, even if I don't use it myself, they want to use it and they want to keep using it. Awesome. You know, and that was my, you know, then I thought that, you know, if they wanted, then many people could use it. You know, it, it is really powerful then. And it was really going good, you know. Yeah. All the people I talked, they really loved the idea. And yeah, so that that is the point when I told my co-founder that, okay, now let's focus on this one. You know, let's make it more professional. Let's change. So Guy actually, you know, advised me to change the user interface. You know, it was too, uh, you know, just for it was just for me. So he wanted it to be for the world. Yeah. So the design, you know, to do the changes. And yeah, so that's the actual point from where Social Temp started. You know? Wow. That's crazy. I love stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an accident, you know. One day you woke up and, you know, let's do this. Let's kill previous idea. And the guy, my other team members, what? You're going to kill it? I'm saying, you know, I have a solid reason to, you know. Yeah. So what made you, I know uh, this is one of my favorite features actually, is that you have that section where there's like Mashable. Um, I pulled up Social Media Examiner, um, HuffPost, whatever, where you can get all these just suggestions and articles that are super easy to post and everything's right there. How did you get the idea for that? So, so you know, there's a quote by a guy himself that, you know, you should be content producers, not consumers. Mm. If you are too active on social media and most of the people you know they consume a lot of content on Facebook and because of that the time is really gone you yeah. know they waste three to four hours finding good stories and three to four hours they only find one or two good stories and they can post it back so so I wanted a place where I could go and find good quality product you know stories you know and they are specific to my interest yeah and specific to my audience who are there so and, you know, so I thought there should be a place where I could go that. So I just wanted it for myself. So I, I started using it just for myself. So whatever I needed, I thought that is important at that level, right? So I thought, told, you know, I need suggestions. Then I was figuring out, you know, which website should I, you know, pick content from? You know, yeah. there's so many websites. There's oh, so content. much curation. Yeah, there's so much curation done. Then I found the Holy Cow, Holy Cow, right? Holycow.com. Yeah. Right, so it gave me really entertaining stories, but I also needed technical, you know, tech stories and all that stuff. So, so I added this tech crunch, and then I also added the option that others could add their their personal blogs. You know, for example, if I have a blog, right, uh, I would like to schedule posts from that blog, but uh, I have to, you know, copy the text, copy the images, all that stuff. And instead of having that, why don't I just integrate my blog? to the suggestions yeah with one click i get all my latest posts so what now i do is that i don't 
I don't go to Mashable. I just go to Social Champ. I click on TechCrunch. Yeah. I see all the latest stories up there, right? And I'm totally updated what's happening there. And I could just read the story myself if I like the story. Yeah, and, you know, it's so it instant. Exactly. So I don't you know now go to three, four websites to find good stuff or just be updated, right? So I friggin' love it. <laughs> but I never even thought about pulling my own stuff into there to make it easy, like my own site. I thought, oh my yeah. God, awesome. That'll make it, oh, I love this thing. And the fact that you can repeat it, I had, I mean, the, there's other programs, you know, where you repeat, but to have something right there where it's yeah. just boom, 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 you're done. Um, now I know we were kind of talking, you know, offline, um, and that you, you know, you build apps, um, you've obviously built a number of them yourself. Um, yeah. I know we were talking about one of them, um, the reminder app, uh, which I love. Can you mention that a little bit and kind of, I know you've kind of built a few along the way, um, that, you know, social champ isn't your first, um, yeah. entrepreneurial you know, venture. Um, yeah. And, you know, you were mentioning too, like some have worked, some haven't. Um, so yeah, if you could talk about that kind of experience and what some of the lessons are that you've... Uh... Okay, let's talk about failures now, right? <laughs> no one likes to talk about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, but... Yeah, it is part good. of the journey. Exactly. So, you know, first, let's talk about the, my first product, right? It was, it was Game of Chat. The name was Game of Chat. We had a video. The video is actually on Vimeo right now. It's on YouTube also. We made a video for it, you know, to demo the product. It won a Microsoft Imagine Cup from Pakistan 2013 in games category. And uh, it got a lot of incubation offers from different incubation centers. But the lesson we've learned in that product was that we tried to do a lot of things together. You know, instead of going one by one step, we did a lot of stuff and we are focused. We were not really focused in solving one problem. Right. We were trying to focus a lot of problems at that time. And we thought that we could do it. And, you know, and the problem was we could really do it if we had 30 years to, to fix that problem, but right. time is limited. So that's the lesson that we learned. We tried, and we also tried to scale, you know, we thought that, you know, one day we'll have, you know, millions of users on this platform and they'll make, give us billions of revenue. So let's make the code scalable. You know, let's make the, let's optimize this product for millions of users. And we even, and even, we even didn't have even hundred. So yeah, that's the lesson that we learned there. And so, okay, on Reminds app, uh, so, so, so the idea Reminds app, you really like that stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, so the story of Ryan's app is that I had a friend, all right? He kept forgetting stuff, all right? He really kept forgetting. I, I told him to, you know, take these water bottles from office to home because he bought it, you know, he had to return them. And he kept forgetting that. And one day I told him, you know, why do you keep forgetting it? And he replied to me that, you know, why don't I remind him to take the water bottles home? And now I was like, you know, to remind him, I need to remind myself. And for yeah. him, I need to send a reminder for myself. Wow, he's a VIP, right? <laughs> so, so I said, you know, this is a problem. Why don't, is there an app that, you know, that really could handle my friend instead of me handling my friend? That's hilarious. So, 
Yeah, so so you know that's where we made that remind zap. You know that this just zap him. You know it's like when you say just zap him, it's like slap him. You know, all <laughs> 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 that stuff. Nice. So you know, so we just you know just so you just zap your friend. You know, take these water bottles home at six o'clock. You have to do it and just zap. You know, and so the so the platform. You know kept sure that you know he's reminded by emails he's reminded by push notifications and you know once he's reminded you know and he accepts the reminder i could actually get a notification that you know he accepted the reminder and, and those reminders are totally trackable right so so we made a very good use case of it you know instead of my friend i i used to pitch this idea to a lot of females you know a lot of women and oh, i used yeah. to tell them you know you know, I, could, I used to tell them, you know, you could track your husband. You could remind your husband. Seriously. To bring you could do it virtually with an app <laughs> versus like having stuff. to tell them. And it would just, uh, I think it would ease a lot of arguments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, husbands, well, you shouldn't be making that stuff. You, you know, we don't want this app. We don't, we don't want our wife to know about this app. Right, so this is what the husbands used to complain. And, you know, and but, yeah, yeah, it's hilarious, hilarious. But it's like it's so true, right? Or yeah. even like, like for me, like just having to send reminders to like some of my staff about you know whatever, or send me your monthly invoice or whatever it may be. Right. Instead of having yeah. to physically go and email, just to have it's it all awesome. automated, and then and to know that they received it. Like that's huge. Exactly. So we had this also a use case that you know, in earlier days, you know, Facebook people people used to make events on Facebook, and yeah. then you know, five hundred people told they're coming, and on even day, fifty showed up. Right. We all yeah. had that problem, right? So you know, we also had that use case. You know, let's you know, all those people who want to do events, they could use this platform, you know, they could send invites and actually they would know on the day before the event that uh, these people have accepted the event. So, oh. so can you use it then like for my clients, for instance, that do webinars, teleseminars, whatever, could they use it for, um, you know, putting out the reminders to those people that register? Yes. So you just oh. need the email. So you just need the email addresses of the people. Yeah. You, and in bulk invite, you could send, you know, you could send 20, 50 to all of them at once. Yeah. And, you know, you could track how many people received the, received your reminders, how many opened it up, how many accepted Ooh. it up, you know, it was totally trackable. So, yeah. That is slick. Um, now, do you have to buy a separate, um, you know, like minutes, like, you know, for texting kind of a thing? <laughs> So it's it was totally free. Uh, reminds that so we have yeah so so the problem was that uh, there were two paths for us to take for reminds that one was the growth model, other one was the revenue model. Yeah. So we could either price it up, and people were not willing to pay a lot for this for this app. So uh, you know on the survey that we did, so we thought let's go on the growth model. And the truth is that if you go to the growth model, it takes about one to three years of dedicated time, you know, research, understanding user, uh, user experience, you know, how they're engaging with it, are they returning back or not to the platform. So it takes one to three years. Wow. And so we, we actually spent eight months. So we knew that, you know, there's like 
two, three months, two, three years more to do it. So, and that's when, you know, social champ, you know, started making some noise in the media, in, in, the, in the local magazines. And, you know, and that's when, you know, people started mentioning social champ. And I was like, okay, you know, this is going good. This, for this, we have to wait. So let's just put this on hold, right? Yeah. Put this on hold and let's focus on this. Because if you tell somebody that you're, you're focusing on two or three products, they're going to, in their heart, they're going to say, you're not doing anything good. You're not focused. Right. right? Interesting. So, exactly. So that's how we, you know, we stopped working on Reminds app and we shift, you know, you know, shifted entirely on social temp. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. The buzz is around. That's for sure. So yeah. um, what do you love about social media and what are your favorite platforms? Uh, currently, Snapchat. I'm trying to do those short 10 minute yeah. videos. You know, that's my, that's my playground actually. Because on Snapchat, I have like I don't know, 50 or 60 right now, you, you know? Yeah. Friends. And, and so, this is, so, the, so I could be judged less on Snapchat <laughs> if I do, <laughs> instead of, you know, doing on Facebook Live, if I do Snapchat, you know, I could, you know, master this live video, you know, myth actually and you know do good so that's my practice of snapchat you know i take snapchat i make this 10 second this 10 yeah. seconds you know, live videos record myself stuff and you know people then complain me you know the voice is not good you know and we can't hear you and you know all that stuff so that's how i polish myself before that's a going good idea the, uh, before going to the big ocean that's facebook yeah and, you know, my i guess too demotivated instead of getting you know to demotivate on Facebook, I just you know practice on Snapchat. Once I figure out that I know I'm doing really really good on Snapchat right now, I'm gonna really do my Facebook live video. Wow! So that's my that's how I'm doing right now. So I like, I like Facebook. that idea. Yeah, you should try it out. It really works out. <laughs> you know. yeah, and I know it's like everyone says, you know, don't worry about being super perfect. People want to know that you're real and that you're a normal, genuine person. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's hard. Um, I don't know if, if you're like me, where it's like type A and perfectionist. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the thought of doing live video just like yeah scares the bejesus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it just really scares you. You know, imagine you make a live video. Somebody tells you, you know, your voice is not clear. We can't hear you, and maybe you just you have like three thousand followers, and you know, you just have ten live viewers, and then when you then the live video is done, and when you review your video and you say, man, did I did that stuff? How could I do so poorly? You know, and then you delete your stuff. So before, you know, going into that, you know, I think Snapchat is really the good playground for being small videos of yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, I did download it for my children so they can look at the funny faces that you can do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where everybody starts. I know. It is hilarious. But yeah, no, Snapchat is absolutely huge. And um, I, yeah, I mean, I think Periscope to me is a bit more interesting. Um, I was at that Dream Business Academy and we did like a live workshop. So it's like, it was really cool. I'm like, okay, maybe that's not so scary. But I do like your idea of Snapchat doing in little bite-sized pieces to kind of, you know, get hone yourself. Game. Yeah, correct. Yes, yeah. Yes. So you're on Twitter, obviously. You were saying that you kind of started in there and, and 
you know, yeah. social chance right. and connecting yes. with Guy Kawasaki, of course. Um, yes. What other kind of things have you gleaned or, or learned from Twitter that maybe some good pointers that people might find so, useful? Hmm, so on Twitter, I learned that, you know, so my strategy on Twitter is exactly that most, you know, professionals tell, and that is, you know, repeating your content three times after every eight hours. And that's really the core strategy for me on Twitter. So uh, say that again, three posts every? After every eight hours. Eight hours, okay. Yeah, so what happens is that, you know, you could actually target those people who, you know, wake up in the morning, right. and those people who sleep late at night, those people who just, you know, check Twitter at, you know, middle of the day. So by doing this, by doing this, you could actually target, you know, a great number of ones. And uh, yeah, I have received a lot of, you know, click rates. My click rates have increased. Awesome. It's the average, the average that I get is around 20, you know, 20, 30 click rates uh, per, per, you know, per tweet. But I have like, so this is my use case where I have, where I have just like 9,000 followers. It's not a big number, but you know, I have a client uh, that's, uh, that's called Success Magazine, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, I was just reviewing the clicks they're getting. You know, I just saw their top tweet got 684 clicks. Wow. And, and they repeated it, uh, I think, they repeated it like six to seven times after every, after three hours. So their study is kind of different. Uh, they're targeting their time zone which is the U.S. time zone, and you know, getting around you know, hundred clicks in a tweet, and by repeating six times, they got seven hundred to eight hundred clicks. So this was you know this was really incredible for me yeah. because it was really working for them. That's you know, amazing. You know, yeah, when people say that you know Twitter is dying, people are not clicking on your stuff. This is the stats that, you know, that tell that people really opened that link. Yeah. And they're not bots, that. they're humans. Right? I'm, look, I'm looking forward to, you know, with Social Champ, I, I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. So it's like, you know, I, I try not to obsess about analytics, obviously, but, um, you know, give it a month or whatever, but, and then start checking the analytics. I know that's, you know, one of the good features that you have on Social Champ. Um, yeah. So for those that don't quite, and maybe I should have done this earlier in the podcast interview, um, but for those that don't really understand what Social Champ is, I mean, yes, I, you know, I mentioned it was a, an alternative to Hootsuite. Um, in your own words, how would you explain it or what are some of the key features? So the key features of Social Champ are, number one, you know, in one click you could repeat your so we try to increase your audience on Twitter by 75%. Awesome. For, you know, 70, right. And uh, the strategy is to repeat your tweets multiple times on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And we just don't do that. We also, when the next duplicate tweet we post on Twitter, we delete the first tweet automatically so that your accounts don't look like that. All right. And what we also do is that we, we show you analytics in a group. So you could actually see that if the tweet that you posted at one o'clock got 20 clicks, but the tweet at six o'clock got 40 clicks, that means the optimal time for your audience is six o'clock. So at yeah. six o'clock, I would be posting the same story on Facebook to get more engagement. Right. 
So that's how I judge my audience. So, so, so what? So how different it is? So in one click, you could, you know, have reputations on Facebook or not. You can have just one post on Facebook. You can have multiple reputations on Twitter. You can post on Google Plus. You can post on LinkedIn in just one click. And what really is different, more the thing that's more different is that we also have, uh, so you know, in Buffer and Hootsuite, you could have just one account which only one person can handle, right? right. If I have a social term Twitter account, you know, if I give that account to some XYZ person to handle it, and if I want to handle social term, I cannot, you know, include that account to my own profile. Right. So on social term, what we did is that, you know, your each profile is shareable to multiple users. So let's say I have social term in my accounts added all right so and there's some person let's say so hey right he's having social jam too okay there are two people handling social jam now if i schedule a post let's say i schedule three posts for social jam now Zuhib could actually see in the queue of social jam that samir scheduled three posts it's shareable right. he schedules five more posts he could see it so Buffer and you know Buffer, Hootsuite, and most competitors don't allow you to add a single profile to multiple users, and this saves users from uh, you know handling their own personal accounts because I have my own personal accounts, right? I handle yeah. my personal profiles, and I can also now handle social jam. Same same thing, you know, could do it. He could handle his own social accounts and handle the social jam. So, you know, this is something that. This is something very unique that most platforms, platforms don't give, and we also have this suggestions tab, you know, where I actually go in. That's my newspaper, actually. <laughs> that's my yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we suggest good stories for people. We have like we have predefined five websites which you could select stories. There's TechCrunch, there's Mashable, right? You can click on them. All the latest posts and news that they are posting on the website, you can read it there. And if you want to get into more details, you can click on it. And if you want to just, you know, on one click, you can just share it from your social platforms. You know, it's really simple. And if you really don't like the five websites, you want your own, you know, website, which tells you about how to cook food, right? Uh, you know, you want to read about cats, you could search about <laughs> You, know, you can search about cats, you know, you could have all suggestions, you could add them to your collection, or if you know a good website, you could add them as RSS links, and you could, you know, eventually go every day, read all about cats you want to read, and share that. So, yeah. That is awesome. And I remember in, um, at Social um, Media Marketing World, they were saying, I think it was a 9-1-1 ratio. So, like, share, you know, nine things or nine articles about other people's stuff one yeah. of your own um your own content and then one is you know your promos and stuff like that exactly it's like that was i mean i know it's good to share you know influencers you know say i love michael hyatt stuff share his stuff um but i i wouldn't have thought the ratio would be that high but we are yeah. more and more search like sharing other people's content and what we think is important and Exactly. You know, exactly. So, so to have that right there is awesome. Yeah. So, so exactly. So just you mentioned, right? So what we pitch to more 
of customers and you know, we advise them is that let's say a food you know last time I was talking to a food in restaurant in Pakistan mm-hmm. and they they served really good you know thick cars you know chicken barbecue all that stuff right and they they used to market Every, th- every time they used to market their stuff, you know, we are selling this, this is the discount, this is all that stuff. So I told them, you know, go to suggestions, right? Uh, search about food, you know, search yeah. about recipes. You'll find many websites, you know, that provide good quality content on that. Add those websites to your collection in social channel. And then you could find good stories, you know, good articles that you could share to people. So now, because I told them honestly that, you know, if you were a page on Facebook, they are a page on Facebook, I will never follow you. I'll, I'll, I'll unfollow you because you're just pushing your stuff. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. So you need to provide value. And by how would you do it? You need to find good recipes that really maybe I would go through, you know, maybe I could cook it out, you know, maybe I could try it out. So share good quality stories from this suggestions, you know, on your platform. And after that, you know, after, you know, just like you mentioned, after nine of the good quality stuff that you're sharing on your page, maybe the 10th or the 11th one is where you actually push your stuff. Yeah. So actually, you should earn the right to promote your stuff. Totally. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, you know, I liked your page somehow. Now I'm being abused by your page. Yeah, that's, uh, you explain it well, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's also like, for me, I think it, in I've got my own interests obviously with social media and stuff like that but it's like what I find interesting is you know you checking out what other people are clicking liking sharing because it's a good gauge okay what are they interested in and if you throw out like a wide range of content um, what you may think your audience is really interested in they may not actually be interested in that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's totally exactly. That's totally true, right? Uh, someone posted from my profile that I'm getting married, you know, and everybody was totally interested in that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Congratulations, by the way. No, I'm not getting married. Oh, you're not? Someone, okay. Some of my friend, you know, he just played oh. with my social profile. So, so I just, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people are interested in that stuff. So, yeah. I know. People do surprise you. Um, and I do find like for me personally, when I share like an inspirational quote that I really love, or even one that's, you know, business related or just life in general, um, I get a lot of shares on those. Um, and yeah, and I, I always find and gravitate towards those as well. I mean, yeah, obviously I read, you know, industry specific stuff, but, um, it's definitely good to mix it up. Yeah. Every once in a while you can just, you know, put some motivational stuff. Yeah. It works out. So do we? Uh, do you have any uh, cliff jumping pictures of you on social media then? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I have on my Facebook page. Yeah, I have. <laughs> did you but, like that segue? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I did a really crazy thing. You know, so I did. I used to cliff jump using the life jacket, right? Uh, and I never went into the ocean without life jacket. I, I knew how to far. swim. Yeah, so I, I knew how to swim on, on the swimming pool, right? I, yeah. I did swim, you know, without life jacket and I knew, I tried it out. But, you know, I, I stood high on the cliff, you know, I saw one of my friend, you know, removing his life jacket, you know, and jumping in, 
you know, and telling me that, you know, he's going to jump. And, you know, he just jumped straight inside, you know, from the top, he jumped down. And I was like, you know, I can do that, you know. And I stood there, I, I removed my life jacket, and I, I just jumped from that cliff. I went straight inside, you know, and when I jumped inside, you know, and, uh, and I was inside the ocean, and when I looked up, I was totally inside, and I could see the sun so up, so I just, you know, you know, swam up, and then, you know, I was totally fine in the ocean, but I figured out that, you know, this was the first time I ever went into the ocean without a life jacket. Huh. What could happen if I could come up? <laughs> I had I had those lifeguards over there, but you know I was totally careless. You know I, I I had so much confidence that you know maybe I could just do it. I could swim up, and then you know I just and then when I just you know got my tube back and I was thinking, man, what did I just do? <laughs> and you know my friends came to me and then told me that you know Samir. Don't ever do that again, you know, <laughs> because you should, you should at least know, because they told me that, you know, one would be, be telling if we didn't get you back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of fun, you know. So, just yeah, conquering I, your fear and just doing it. But, yeah, the ocean is scary to me. It, like, those waves can suck you in, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, you just go in. Yeah, I like, I like adventure, actually. I think that's why I think most entrepreneurs like adventure. Right, uh, they take risks. Right, that's true. So, so maybe, maybe because of because of that, I jumped in, you know, and you know, just went inside. It was really fun. Yeah, we should awesome. try that out. We should try it out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at jumping off the side of a pool. That's good for me. <laughs> But yeah, I would never think, you know, you say you're introverted and, and obviously everyone's got a, you know, stereotype of people that are techie or computer based that they're very reserved and uh, would not be jumping off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm an introvert. You're right. Uh, and being an introvert is like, you know, when I go to a party of like, I don't like to go to a party of a thousand people. I yeah. like to go to a party of 10 or five yeah same here yeah that that's like big world for me five people you know i can talk to everybody is good right but if i go to like thousand where people there are thousands of people i'm just lost up there right? yeah social media marketing world was um i was out of my comfort zone i have to admit um you know meeting all the people that i don't know and networking yeah. and, and um yeah, yeah it was, but, but it was good i really enjoyed it yeah, it was good, but you know those pre-lunch events, you know, and the post-dinner events, yeah, those were really good because you had limited amount of people, like eight to eight people, uh, and you know, meeted up, meeted yeah. Together. So that was really uh, something that I really liked. Instead of you know going to a hall there are thousands of people, and, you know, I don't know anybody. I know so, they did a good job. Yeah, they really did good job and you know training how to network you know and yeah it was really fun it was a life-changing conference for me actually yeah like, were did you know that guy kawasaki was going to mention your company in his presentation no i had no idea oh, so really? I, yeah, I i had i had my smartphone you know ready and i was trying to take the picture when he mentioned social chat because yeah. i wanted to be on social media then he told that you know and there are people who are sitting next to me in this they, they, me 
to him and he told me to stand up and I was like, oh my God, I'm standing. Just, just throw the Android phone, throw it, you know. Throw the phone, just stand up, you know. <laughs> you know I'll somehow get this, you know. And yeah, it was really, yeah, I didn't you know, expect that. That's but, awesome. Yeah. No, I would have worth- assumed that he would have told you. <laughs> it was worth the 28-hour flight from Pakistan. Oh my gosh, I guess oh. so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh my god. This is really funny because, you know, I I I flew on 14th, all right? And I knew that the flight is 28 hours, all right? And I will So I thought that I would be landing in San Diego on 15th. Yeah. Okay? But I landed on 14th. Oh, all oh, right because of the time difference. Time zone, exactly. And I had I had booked the hostel and I was like, "Oh my god." Uh, you know, I just time traveled back, you know. And it was really hilarious, you know. I flew on 14, came on 14. Yeah, beat that. Yeah. <laughs> Jet lag though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That was like, yeah. Awesome. Well, I've totally enjoyed talking to you and um, I know we'll hear more about social champ out there in the entrepreneurial world. And um, do you have any things that are on the horizon, Samir, about any new apps or any changes with Social Champ, or you're just coasting for now and busy as heck? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so our focus right now is totally on Social Champ. Yeah. Our, vision, our vision is to have just one platform that is totally focused on providing one value, and which is to make scheduling smart, easy, and save time of people. Yes. You know, there, there are many platforms in the market, so much that it confuses many people, you know, oh, that yeah. this platform is right for them. And there's some slight difference in each of the platforms, right? And so I'm right now totally, I'm saying that, you know, we are building something that is based only on the feedback from professional social media experts and celebrities. Oh. All the outcomes that you're seeing right now uh, are being requested by people who are really experts in this field. Just like we have this Chrome extension, you know, where you don't have to open the, our websites. You could just read good stuff and you know, just shade from the Chrome extension. You know, yeah. we also have, yeah. So we also have uh, upcoming, you know, iOS and Android app, which will be soon, right? Uh, awesome. So that we could, have, we could have Instagram scheduling problems solved. Ooh. In yeah, so we have, it's, there's a lot of stuff coming, you know. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we are trying to you know stay totally focused on you know same yeah. time of social media scanners. We don't want to have uh, you know a graphics uh, you know a whole graphical editing platform developed for social champ. Yeah, you know we don't want to lose focus on no. stuff and you know confusing our people. So no, you're, yeah, and I again you yeah there are other options and I just find some of them overwhelming and kind of confusing and. Um, yeah, I think yours is the bomb, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Thank you. So how can people find Social Champ, Samir? Uh, it's really easy. You need to go to Google if you, if you forget the link, okay? Go to Google, search Social Champ. Uh, the link is socialchamp.io. Perfect. You know, yeah, that's the link. Easy peasy. So yeah, I definitely uh, recommend people checking that out. And as I mentioned to you, Samir, I'm going to do a video shortly to show people what it looks like and how to use it. Um, yeah, I want, um, I'm all for making entrepreneurs' lives easier, that's for sure. Um, 
yeah, so thank you so much for coming on my show. And I totally look forward to hearing um, more about uh, Social Champ uh, from you in the near future. Thank you so much for the wishes and for the time, for inviting me to your you know, show. And I really appreciate that. Maybe, am I, am I the first one from Pakistan? You are actually You're the first international podcast guest. <laughs> exactly. How did I not clue into that? <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Um, yeah, because it's like what, midnight for you right now or something crazy? Yeah, it's like 10 30 p.m. Oh, yeah, so it's not midnight, it's about. Yeah. Dinner. It's time for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is this. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of Sailing to Success podcast, everyone. Um, so you can go to lindsayphillips.com to listen to this episode and any other episode that I have on uh, Sailing to Success podcast. So it's, um, unfortunately, my name isn't Jill Smith. It's Lindsay Phillips. So L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back you've been listening to the sailing to success podcast the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth to make sure you don't miss a single profit boosting show subscribe to this podcast at itunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.